Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute, girl. Get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Hey sisters, today I'm here with a special guest. I have the privilege of speaking with her and sharing a little bit of my story on her podcast recently. And today I have her sharing hers and it's so cool how we've been able to connect. Although our stories are different, um, we have been set free. So this is Renika Cormier. She is a Christian trauma transformation coach for daughters of narcissistic mothers. She helps women to heal their past hurts through building healthy relationships with God, themselves, and others. So thanks for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, I love talking to you. It's so fun and easy. And even though we don't spend a lot of time together, it's just a, a beautiful thing. So I wanted to share, we chatted a little right before we started recording. And I like to ask my guests, you know, before they come on, it's like, you know, my women come from all different places, backgrounds, situations, stories, and most of them are to the point where either they have realized there's something that's had a hold on them. And in my group, in my world, it's alcohol. But I also believe that that is very much layered with lots and lots of other things. So we, um, just want to hear from you. You know, what have you been set free from and how can you and how do you use your story to help others? Okay. Yes. So I, I have struggled too with alcohol and with addiction. Um, but that came from all of the past pain that I've been through all of my trauma. And so the main thing that I have been set free from is the pain of my past. And when I, kind of figured out that I needed to be set free was that it was it was bleeding into every single part of my life. I felt like I had this dark cloud following me around in every single area of my life. It followed me around into my motherhood. I was this mother that I knew that I didn't want to be. Um, you know, it followed me around on my job. I was, you know, constantly trying to people please. I was constantly in overachieving mode. I was constantly trying to be something that I wasn't. And it was just to please other people. I found it in all of my relationships, my relationships with men, my relationships with women. I was allowing people to walk all over me. I was constantly groveling to try to get people to fill me up. And um, I found myself in broken relationship after broken relationship. And finally, you know, when I kind of looked at 
my family ties, I kind of traced it all the way back to my family ties. I found that um, my mom was a narcissist and that was something that I didn't, I didn't know. I knew that there was something unhealthy in my relationship with her, but it took me a long time to put my finger on it. And even when I put my finger on it, it took me a long time to accept it because nobody wants to accept that their mom is toxic and that their mom is actually going out of her way to, you know, kind of destroy you in a sense and, and to tear you down. It's, it's a hard truth, you know, to come, to come to grips with. And then her husband was physically abusive to me, um, you know, growing up and he was a part of her kind of abuse, helping her to kind of emotionally abuse me even after I became an adult. And so I, the way that I got set free is I, I dug deep into my relationship with God and God in his faithfulness and his timing, he has just really, really walked me through the work. So I got in therapy, I got in groups at church. I met a lot of wonderful sisters, you know, when I started doing um, my own business, I met a lot of wonderful people in the, in the Christian atmosphere. And he really started to restore my relationships with people. And, but it started off with restoring my relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And he helped me to restore my relationship with myself, start caring about myself more, start taking care of myself more. And then of course that ripples out to others. And now I have a lot of more healthy relationships. So I have been completely set free of that dark, painful past. And I use it now to help other women that have been in that place hmm. to, um, to heal the relationship with God themselves and with, and with other people. Hmm. I love that. And that's where we can um, truly connect on our journey from and I bet you experienced trying things and, and outwardly things and for me it was grasping at all the things but when it came down to the true freedom it was absolutely my relationship and surrender to God so yes did you experience those things as well and then what was your what was your bottom or what was your turning point tell me about that yeah. So, uh, yes, I tried all the things. I tried relationships with men. I, I tried to find myself there. I spent a lot of time with alcohol. Back, you know, when I was in college, I smoked a lot of weed. I was constantly high. Um, I was looking. I was searching just for something to fill me, something to take the pain away, mm. something to help me. And, and I didn't find it. I did. I never could find it in the world. And the more and more I tried to consume those things out there in the world, I was just drifting further and further from God and further and further from my actual answer. Um, my bottom was... Well, let me, let me stop you for just a second. Um, just because I'm curious, did you know when you were grasping for these things? Were you just reaching for like the relief or did you know at the time, Hey, this is, this is going on and I need to correct her. Or was it just like, I just, I got to get this out and get this gone and cover it up. I was just reaching for relief. And you know what? It's <clears throat> yeah. funny that you asked me that because even right now, just I'm, I'm eight days into a sugar fast with these ladies in my Bible and my Bible course. And it's crazy because it's almost like that's, 
one God's going to be working on me until the time he returns. But that's one of those things that I never saw it. I never saw that, that in all of my Bible reading, because I've gotten so much closer to God, I'm reading the Bible, I'm in groups, I'm, you know, I have all of these Christian relationships and I'm really digging in, but I was still reaching for the cake and the candy and the, you know, I had just replaced the wine and all of the other things with the with the sugars and so in this even in this eight days i'm starting to realize oh my gosh and you know now that i'm off the sugar he's showing me other things now you're sitting in front of netflix now you're scrolling on your phone so it's just i never saw it now i'm finally seeing it that it's something that i have to remove and go to jesus actively um but no at the time, I never saw it. I just saw it as I need to relieve this icky feeling that I feel. And so yeah. let me reach for something to help fill, fill that, even if it's temporary. Let me just get this out. Okay. So, yeah, then let's go to, the, to your bottom then. Like, um, we use that term a lot in this conversation. And they look very different for everyone. So what did that look like? My bottom was... Um, I would say the start of my bottom was I had gotten into this relationship with this man that I knew I shouldn't have been in a relationship with him. And he completely like crushed me. And I just, in that moment, it, it was somebody that I didn't even really know. And I got in this relationship with this guy and it shouldn't have hurt me that bad what happened. You know, the fact that he didn't want to really be in a relationship, it shouldn't have crushed me the way that it did. And I, I just, I sat in some quiet time, you know, I was, I was just at the end of my rope. I was crying. I was just done. And I just sat kind of with the Holy Spirit. And I just said, God, I don't know what to do at this point. I I don't know what to do anymore. Can you help me? And from that point, it was just little by little, God just started leading me back to him just Mm -hmm. little by little. And that's when I kind of opened my eyes to not only the relationships with men, and then I started to tie it back to my relationship with my parents and that all of that needed to be healed. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. And so beautiful that like, it's just the first thing that comes just like we discussed is complete surrender, you know, complete surrender and saying, I've tried all the things, I've grabbed all the, the, the drugs, the alcohol, the men, the, even to the, like you said, just talking about the sugar with Netflix or, or boredom. And that's the thing is he, he wants all of us, not just pieces and parts and, you know, Saturday or Sunday or Monday through Friday, like he, he wants it all. And man, if we just would, um, really sit in that on a daily basis, we would save ourselves a lot of crap. Absolutely. (laughs) Just to put it, just to put it plainly. So, so then what? So tell me how it is, because I think that a lot of times as women and men, but women especially, we're so bad about comparing our journeys with other people. We think, oh, well, you know, 
this is my story or that's her story. And it's just not that easy just to, you know, say, God, I need your help. And so what is that journey? What does it look like? Because we want people to get a good picture of kind of sometimes the grind. Cause I know there's days where it's just like worship music, dancing around the house, praising Jesus. And there's some days where I'm just like heavy and hurting and, you know, discouraged. What about you? Absolutely. Um, it is hard. And I would say that they, that when I decided to go no contact with my parents, um, that was hard. It was really, really a dark time. Um, because before that, being just quite honest with you, I had made my parents an idol. I mean, just just being honest for my healing, I noticed that it made them my God. I, I, I looked to them for all of my acceptance. I looked to them for all of my validation. I looked to them to say that I was okay in the world. And I was constantly reaching for it, something that they were never gonna give me, but I still looked to them first. And so when that idol was removed, it hurt, it hurt a lot. And that was when I, really, really in the very, very beginning parts of my healing journey, I was on the couch with my wine every single day as the sun went down, crying into my glass of wine. And, and that was where I was every single day. And finally, um, a, one of my friends who also had a really hard relationship with her mother came to my mind that if I could just get one person that would that would empower me, because I, I didn't have a lot of healthy people around me at the time. If I could just get one person that would hear me, that would validate me, that wouldn't say, oh, well, that's your mom. How are you going to, you know, how are you going to cut off relationships with your parents, you know, and, and not understand because I knew that I was in a place. I didn't know the, the verbiage of it at the time, but I knew that, that I could be, the wound could be really reopened. Hmm. That's re-victimization. And so I called her and she said, Renika, you're you're absolutely right you have a right to heal you have a right to take your life back and if you think you need whatever you think you need you need to go and do that if you think you need therapy go and do that if you think you need medication go and do that if you think you need to go to church group go and do that if you think you need to do it all go and do that so that's what i did i went to therapy um and even that was hard because because you know, in our trauma, even when we do the work, even when we go to therapy and stuff like that, the therapy, if you get a good therapist, all the things that they're going to tell you are not going to feel good all the time. <laughs> so yeah. even in that, you have to keep going. You have to keep healing. Um, and even in my therapy, there have been, there have been some days when because the enemy, he doesn't want us to get healed. So within the process, there have been some days when it's just been hard. There has been some days when the Holy Spirit has shined some lights on some dark corners that I didn't, that were, it was, it was monsters in there. And it has been hard to slay those things. Like one that comes to mind was perfectionism. When God started to put his hands on that, it was just really, really hard, hard work because that was another thing that I was, hold, I was holding on to for so long and that's the journey is hard there's lots lots and lots of valleys along the way um before you really get into any peaks 
But I would say that the most important part is along the way, just continue to ask God to send the support. Because as, I think as long as you have a supportive community, whether it's one or two or three people that will be there for you, that you can be honest in the process with, um, that's just been really important to have those people that are holding me up, that are holding me accountable, that are supporting me, that are guiding me. Um, but the process is long. The process is hard and it's ongoing. I'm still in healing. So a lot of people will look at me and they'll say, oh my gosh, you're the picture of healing. No, I'm healing is a thing that I'm going to be walking out for a very long time. And I don't know if the journey will ever be finished. Um, I don't, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm thankful that I'm on the journey finally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so important that you mentioned people and to connect with and the people that are not there to really question you question you spiritually. Yes. You know, to help us and hold us up and validate us. But you know, that really opened my eyes to people that I know in my life that would typically just go ahead and give you their opinion. Oh no, don't, you don't need to do that. And you know, wow, isn't that going to be hard or scary? And it's like, we know that that's true, but yet we just really want to build relationships where we're just heard and we're loved in the space that we're in. You know, because most of the time we're not asking for it necessarily advice anyway. We just want to believe that we have another sister that we can say, girl, this is real. And this is what I'm going through. Will you just kind of hold me up for a little bit? Exactly. And I need exactly. your support. So, yeah. So what would you say to someone who is kind of in their place now where they're really just realizing that they know that there's relationships that have been super harmful and unhealthy. They realize that they have gone to one, they have gone to other things. They've, they've tried things. They've even tried to even read the Bible, do the little devotional apps and, and all these things are their actions that they're taking, but something just not is not clicking for them. You know, and it, there's something's just not penetrating their heart in a way that they believe that this is possible. They've been stuck in this pattern so long. They just don't know if they have the belief or hope. Like, how could you tell them where you are now, still, still healing, still on the journey, still believing and understanding that it's hard and it's the real thing. But I'm sure that you would say, there's no way I would go back there. Oh, gosh, no. I don't care how hard this is. Yes. <laughs> so what advice can you give them or what guidance and, um, and then how do you help the women that come into your path? Okay. So, so, um, as I tell the women in my community, the only way to do the healing journey wrong is to quit. So, okay. so that's the only way to do it wrong is to quit. So you have to remember that it's, it's progress over perfection. So I would tell that person that, is in that place right now where they know that they're they're they have relationships that are not where they need to be and that they they know that they're reaching for other things and they know that they're in you know a bad place to really go back to god but be honest mm. because i found that that was a part of my problem too especially in the beginning of my healing journey was that i was going to god so when i found that 
you know, like you said, you found that, that things are not clicking. Mm -hmm. I was doing all the things and I was going to God but I wasn't being honest. I was still trying to hide and, 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 you know, trying to make it seem like, you know, I was still holding on to things. So I really, I really wasn't ready to fully surrender because surrendering is usually a process because we've gotten so used to carrying the weight of all of our stuff for so long. So it takes us a while to actually let it go and to let all the things go. So I would say, don't make, don't have any unrealistic expectations of yourself that like, oh, I'm just going to go to God and everything's going to be good. And I'm going to surrender everything all at once. And, you know, my life is going to be on track. No, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some doing. And I would say just to not give up when you go to God, be completely honest, even if that starts very, very small. Be try to be completely honest because I think a lot of us too, we have these, we have these kind of jaded views of God too, you know. Especially when we've been hurt by other people, we kind of put that on God and we think that He's disappointed in us and that He doesn't love us and that you know. Um, I had all of these feelings that how could God use somebody that's so broken? And I just really, I've really had a hard time accepting his love for me, but he's okay. He's okay with that. He's okay with the gap between where you are and where he wants you to be. And so I would just say, try to be as open as you can with God. Try to be as honest as you can with God so that the more and more honest that you are, you're inviting him into that space because God is a gentleman. He's not going to push himself into any space that you're still wanting to hold on to. Mm -hmm. but he will be patient with you in any spot that you're willing to relinquish any spot that you're willing to give to him. He will come into that spot and more and more and more, you'll find that you're able to release things to him. And the uh, more you can release to him, the more you're, you're, you're living in freedom. Yeah. And I think it, <laughs> I don't think we could handle it if it happened all at once. Uh, no, we, we would not. spin out. <laughs> we yes, wouldn't we would. We wouldn't know what has happened. And you know, you just made me think of an analogy that uh, was in a coaching conversation recently with my mentor. And he was talking about how we get used to carrying this, uh, he, he called it SOS, sack of you know what, but yes. sack of stuff, stack of yeah. stuff on our back. And what happens is we're, we're toting this around and eventually we just kind of get used to it being there exactly. and don't even realize that this weight is, is bearing us down. And then when we actually decide to look at it, cause we can't heal it. If we don't look at it, we look at it and go, well, wait a minute. I don't want, the, I don't want to carry that anymore. And we take something out. Right. Well, it's still heavy, but it's a little lighter and there's that process. And so exactly. we can, we can celebrate. Okay. I've started working through this. We get a little bit stronger and now we get to go. Something else might come up. So especially as a, um, I don't, I don't know if it's okay for me to say former perfectionist or yes. in, in yeah. the works perfectionist or yeah. going away, but cause that's hard because that's where a lot of women are like, but I'm not blank and I haven't done this. And it's like, listen, are you 
making some sort of progress. Now I even ask them, don't let's not judge it because judgment is that small progress, large progress, good, bad, you know, that's still a judgment. So are you making shifts? Can you look back even last week, the week before last, then you take it in bigger chunks. Are you further than where you were? And if that is true, then you need to celebrate sister. Absolutely. I think that that's, that's a part, that's a really important part of the process as well is to celebrate the small steps that you're making and learn to look back and say that I am actually making progress because that is another trick of the enemy is that every time that you slip along this process, he tells you, oh, that you're, you're not changing. See, it's not working. And so if you're constantly looking back and you are constantly doing that reflection piece, you will know that, yeah, I am changing. I'm not the same person that I was last week. I'm not the same person that I was last month. And so it's very important to keep that in your mind. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I know you help by, um, you do virtual Bible studies, you have a sisterhood Facebook group, you do one-on-one coaching and even have some new uh, live courses. So tell my women, I know they're going to love you where they can find you. Yes. You can find me on the mama trauma podcast and you can find that podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking to join the community, it is called the mama trauma sisterhood on Facebook. And you can find me on my website at renikacormier.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And I know that your story will help. And I will tell you ladies, uh, Renika is the real deal. And she has a, go to that podcast, check it out. I'm sure that you can learn from her. Um, I just sent a friend recently over that, you know, she was dealing with some relationship challenges with her father, but I know that her teachings are rooted in experience and they're rooted in God's word. And if you allow him in, and if you're truly honest, just like she was saying, then change will take place. Absolutely. We just have to be willing. So absolutely. Well, thanks again. And um, I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often I will read reviews and give shout outs to dig deeper. Join us at set free sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.